the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, everyone. I hope everyone is uh, reasonably thawed out after the great winter freeze of 2021. We we weren't with you last week because we couldn't get here to the station. I don't even think the station was was operating on Monday. Uh, that was uh, maybe perhaps the worst day. I know there were many bad days, and I'm so sorry for everyone that's dealt with difficulties uh, all the way from uh, not having water and power to even loss of life. Uh, it's been a tough time, so let's pray. Father, we we just come to you with, um, Father, with just wonderment at how wonderful you are. And, Father, we we thank you for everything you've done in our lives. And we thank you for the miracles that you're still performing, the transformations in people's lives you're performing. We lift up everyone that's ill right now, that's suffering. I lift up my father-in-law and my mother-in-law who are both dealing with conditions. Ask for a special touch for them and for anybody else that's battling COVID or kidney disease or cancer or any other malady. Father, we know that you're the great healer, the great physician. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, you know, it has been, it's been tough. Um, it's been quite a t- time here in Houston, Texas. We've had Hurricane Harvey. Uh, we've had a global pandemic. We've had a time of political uncertainty. We're just following the Jay Sekulow program. By the way, folks, we are coming to you live from the KKHT studios. I'm Pastor John Allworth. Uh, senior pastor at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Uh, but there's been a great time of political uncertainty and a lot of anger and a lot of uncertainty and, and you know, people hating the red party, people hating the yellow blue party, he, people hating people within their own party. I mean, it's it's been a difficult time. And now we have uh, the great freeze of 2021, which we were obviously ill-equipped for here in Texas and South Texas. Power outages, busted pipes, shortages at the grocery store. I mean, I couldn't believe when I went to the store and whole sections were just empty, dairy and water and and uh, meats. And I mean, it was just crazy. And and when the stores were even open, and uh, I'm so sorry. I hope that uh, you've been able to deal with with the situations at, at your home and. And uh, I hope you've put your trust in the Lord because, you know, it, it's easy to be mad, mad at the government, mad at this ERCOT entity that nobody knew existed until a few days ago. Mad, uh, like I said, at, at different politicians or different political parties. And as Christians, we see prayer thrown out of school. You know, we see lawlessness and, and we see anger. You know, God is love. And, and we see a lot of hate out there in the world. So it's easy to get withdrawn and selfish, you know, to, to think, I'm, I'm just going to look out for number one. There's so much chaos in the world right now. I'm just going to look out for number one. It's easy to get wrapped up in the world and to listen to the voices of this world 
you know, because after all, the the devil, uh, the Bible tells us, masquerades as an angel of light. It's easy to to drown ourselves in our bottles, or drown ourselves in our pills, or drown ourselves up our nose. Um, it's easy to listen to all the distractions that the enemy has for us, the cacophony of voices that are out there. And so, I want to ask you today: um, How are you doing? You know, are you frozen? Is, is your heart going cold? Um, where, where are you at right now? Because I want to, I want to suggest an alternative for you. All this uncertainty, all this difficulty, it presents a wonderful opportunity for the church. And the alternative is let's catch fire for God. Let's get unfrozen in our hearts. You know, Jesus told us in Matthew 24, verse 12, well, let's start with verse 10. So reading from my Bible at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase in wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. You know, there's going to come a time, Jesus told us in Matthew twenty four twenty four, when even the elect will be subject to de- deception. So it's easy, so easy for us to listen to all these voices, to the wrong voices, and as I said earlier, the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, and no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. You know, our flesh, we've got a battle between the flesh and the spirit, and the flesh wants to seek things like isolation, like alcohol, like drugs, like anger, like jealousy, like revenge. Our flesh is always wanting to do those things. But Jesus knew what was good for us. He knew that wasn't how we wanted to live. He wanted us to have the abundant life. In John ten twenty seven, Jesus said, My sheep know my voice. I know them and they follow me. Which voice are you listening to right now? Are you listening to, to the, all the cacophony of the world? Jesus said to his apostles, he said, My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives you. And too many of us are trapped in all these transitory things that the world offers us. John ten ten, Jesus said, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So, you know, we have an opportunity right now to bring souls into the kingdom, to win souls into the ark of salvation, to win souls out into the kingdom. Because where do people turn when there's all this uncertainty, when all there's these difficulties in life? They want something that they can count on, and what they can count on is the love of God. So, It's not just about that, though. It's also about Jesus knew what was good for us. And when we engage in all these things, all this anger, all this hate, all this retribution, that doesn't bring us any joy. We've got to turn to the Lord. You know, I lived for a long time in my life chasing money, chasing prestige, chasing things of the flesh. And you know what? I always had an emptiness. I never got fulfilled until I came and accepted Jesus Christ completely as my Lord and Savior and surrendered everything to him. You know, Jesus, in three of the Gospels, Jesus sums up all the law and all the prophet with the greatest commandments. It's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And that's number one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. And number two, love your neighbor as yourself. These crises, they give us ample opportunity to love our neighbor to rise above the hardships and to show who Jesus truly wants us to be, who we are as Christians. Jesus told us in the Bible how to respond to crises. We see it in Luke chapter 10. We have the parable of the Good Samaritan. 
you know the story. You know, <laughs> the the guy gets beat up by a band of robbers, and he's left on the side of the road. He's really hurt. He's be- bleeding badly, and he's he can't walk. He can't get up. And and three people pass by. First, we have the priest who passes by, walks to the other side of the road, looks away, doesn't help. Then we have a Levite, and he walks by and doesn't help, goes to the other side of the road, goes on about his merry way. And then we have the Samaritan. You know, Samaritan, the, the, one of the points of this story is a Samaritan was not even a full Jew. It was the Jews, and there was enmity between Jews and, and, and Samaritans. But here we have this Samaritan who was the good neighbor. The Samaritan came over and picked the guy up. He bandaged him. He, 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 he took care of his injuries, his wounds. He took him to the innkeeper, and he, and he paid for his lodging. And he even said, listen, I'm going to come back by on my way back home, and I'll pay you for any additional expense you have. And Jesus says, well, who was, who was the neighbor there? Who, who, was, who loved his neighbor in that story? Obviously, the Samaritan did. That's how we bring people into the kingdom. That's how we show our Christian light out in the world. Do you think the priest and the Levite did anything in that story to bring people into the kingdom? Of course not. But the Samaritan did. And so can you. And you know, I'm so inspired because I've seen stories after story of neighbors helping neighbors through these crises, of people showing the light of Christ in their lives, in their actions, in the way they acted. You know, when we lost power, we had friends, Christian brothers and sisters that offered to take us in. There were so many stories across the city, both in this great freeze and in Hurricane Harvey. I, I drove by a church on, on Heights Boulevard, and it said, they had a big sign, and it said, water available to anybody. The sanctuary is open. Water's available. That's showing the light of Christ. I think it was a Methodist church. Praise them for doing that. That's wonderful. Uh, it just made my day when I saw that. Anybody available. The sanctuary is available. You know, I saw uh, people... I saw stories. I saw, you know, you may not understand this unless you're a dog lover like my family is, but there there was a neighbor that owned that dog. And I saw a story of a lady in San Antonio, and she was enticing this frozen dog into her car with, with tortilla chips. And she kept getting them closer and closer until finally in the back seat, the dog, she saved that dog. You know, somebody out there, that's a family member to a lot of people like myself and my wife. She saved that dog. You know, Mattress Mac, he opened his furniture store up to freezing people. How wonderful. That's being a Christian. That's seizing these opportunities. God wastes nothing. He creates these crises for us in order for us to show our light. And that's part of the reason. I mean, we don't understand everything. But he, he, this is an opportunity. All this uncertainty, it's an opportunity to be peop- to bring people into the ark of salvation. I saw a story about a hospital who lost power and water. And and once the freeze, it was, you know, 34 degrees at my house and it was raining. And so they went outside with carts and they collected rainwater so they could take care of their patients. You know, and let's let's not mention all the police and the firefighters and the healthcare professionals that have worked tirelessly exposing themselves and their families to the virus throughout this COVID nightmare. These people are stepping up and showing the light of Christ in their actions. All these crises create an opportunity for us to bring people to Christ. I, talk, I sent a message to my good friend, Pastor Boyd Harrell of, of Cool Ministries, and, and uh, I said, how are you doing? And he said, well, our power's been out for three days, but we're just out in the community taking food to folks, helping people. And, you know, way to go, Pastor Boyd. That's a wonderful ministry over on 34th Street, Pastor Boyd Harrell with Cool Ministries. 
I give a plug to my pastor when Hurricane Harvey, we, he opened up his church, New Covenant Church in, in, in Humble. We had 500 people that were there that were refugees in the church. We had to replace the carpet, but, you know, what we were doing, what Christ would want us to do. You know, these people were camped out and we fed them and, and, and kept them warm and safe out of the water. You know, it was a terrible catastrophe. People did that all over Houston. This is the Bible Belt. This is an opportunity, but there are still people lost out there. There are many people that are lost. You know, since we're doing this live, I get the opportunity to have a live commercial break. Uh, we planted a church on uh, March the 1st, 2020, and uh, the timing, you know, we, we had three live services, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street, and then we we got locked out of the building like everybody else in town, and then it was, it was a difficult time to, to start a new church, so we've been doing it, we've been doing it uh, uh, virtually. We've been on Facebook. Every Sunday at 6 p.m., we've been having services. We had one yesterday. Uh, you just go to Facebook, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, but I'm so excited. We're going to be back in our building March the 7th, and in, in two weeks from now, March the 7th, we're going to kick back off. We're going to be back in the building at 240 West 18th Street in the downtown Heights. We'd love for you to come by. You know, we started at 6 p.m. to give people an opportunity to, to, if you know, there used to be a lot more Sunday services, and there really aren't that many now. We wanted to give people an opportunity to spend more time in the house of the Lord, more time worshiping the Lord, a time when they could come check us out. You know, sometimes you miss church on Sunday morning for whatever reason, and we'll be there on Sunday nights, or you just, you haven't found the right church yet, and you want to check us out, or or you just want to spend more time with the Lord. Like I said, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We are a non-denominational, Bible-based church, spirit-filled, preaching the word of the Lord. We'll be there on Sunday nights at 6 p.m., 240 West 18th Street. We are so excited on March the 7th. We'd love for you to come back. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to pray with you. Uh, we just love to see you on March the 7th. And we'll be there every Sunday after that, the 7th, 14th, 21st, 28th. I can't count higher than that. But anyway, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. And in the meantime, we have uh, some ministries, this ministry. We have a radio show here on Wednesdays called at 530 called Recovery Radio Houston. You know, we, we deal with addiction issues, but we also deal with any kind of relationship issues. You know, most people are recovering from something. So uh, Recovery Radio Houston at 530. And then on Friday nights at the... At the parent church, as I said, we're a church plant, a satellite, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. But New Covenant Church in Humble, we have a ministry, Break Every Chain. It meets at 7 o'clock every Friday night. Uh, and what we do is we have we praise praise and worship, praise the Lord, welcome in the Holy Spirit. Then we have a biblical message, a short one, and then we break into men's and women's groups. And uh, and we have fellowship. The Lord wants us to fellowship. As iron sharpens iron, one person sharpens another. So uh, that's on Friday nights. That's at, at, uh, on Wilson Road there, New Covenant Church in, in Humble, Texas, 910 Wilson Road, New Covenant Church, Humble, Texas, Friday at, at 7. No judgment. People come for all kinds of reasons. The only thing that we're going to think about you is that you believe in the power of Jesus Christ to change lives. That's it. So nobody's going to going to think anything bad about you just come on and, and even if you're a mature christian you've never had a problem with anything we need people to help disciple new people and to bring them into the kingdom amen all right so as you're doing these things neighbors helping neighbors you know never underestimate the power of planting seeds when you you know you don't have to necessarily preach to somebody but you can tell them god bless you you can you can let them know that through your actions that you're a christian uh, you can tell them what jesus has done in your life 
you know, you can plant a seed and they're going to remember that. You know, my great grandmother planted seeds when I was just a little bitty kid, told me all about Jesus. I didn't grow up in a home that that stressed Christianity, but my great grandmother planted these seeds and that stayed with me all my life. And then when I went through my difficulties and, you know, I walked out of the darkness and into his marvelous light, I remembered everything that she told me, or at least some of what she told me about Jesus and how much he loved me and how much he loved us all. And it's a wonderful, never underestimate when you're doing these good deeds by planting the seeds. You don't have to be tremendously overt about it, but just just tell people about how good Jesus is. You know, because when people are going through difficulties, Psalm 34, 18 tells us, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Man, when I was down, I lived that. You know, he sent people into my path. And and they you know were so wonderful to me. They loved on me, and they just helped me out so much. We are we are God's ambassadors on earth. God acts through people. He acts through us, and people were there. So you know how do I, how do you become such an ambassador? How do you lead people to the Lord? You know maybe you're not fulfilled right now in your marriage. Maybe you're you're seeking joy in a bottle or a pill or a snort. Go back to what Jesus said. Listen to His voice. Listen to what he said. How do you have the abundant life that he wants for you? You got to draw closer to God. You got to get all in. You got to surrender. You have to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. If you just feel unfulfilled, maybe you haven't gotten all in yet. Maybe you haven't given him every aspect of your life. Maybe you're, you're at church on Sundays, but when you go to work and you act like a different person, or on Friday nights you're out partying. That's what I used to do, but now I'm over at New Covenant Church in Humble. It, it break every chain, man, because God is a chain breaker, I promise you. Listen to his voice. Ezekiel thirty six twenty six says, And I will give you a new heart, a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove the heart of stone. Remember how we started the sermon? Has your heart grown cold through all these difficulties, through this frozen time that we've gone through? I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of, of flesh. That is how you have the abundant life that Jesus wants for you. He will remove your heart of stone and replace it with a loving, warm, fleshing heart. You know, you can just pray to him. Psalm 5110 says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's what he wants for us. He wants us to live a different life. You know, the Bible is full of stories of people who turned to God in adversity and impacted the whole world. I mean, it's just full of stories. Let's let's look at the, the Apostle Paul. <laughs> the Apostle Paul, who wrote a third of the New Testament, and brought the good news of the gospel to almost everyone who can hear my voice. If you're a Gentile, and, and, and he was grafted in through the work of Apostle Paul, Jesus appointed Paul especially to bring the gospel, the good news of the gospel, the gospel of peace, the gospel of love. He appointed Paul to bring this word. You know, Paul was a murderer. He was, a, he was out killing Christians. He was out chasing them down. He was on his way with letters from the, from the uh, chief priest to, to, to go and to, on the road to Damascus and to, to persecute more Christians. And Jesus appeared to him, and he transformed his life. And what did Paul go through? It's not like he was elevated to some king, some kingdom. Neither was Jesus when he was on this earth. No, Paul was shipwrecked. He was ridiculed. He was marooned. He was stoned. He was jailed. But he stayed close to God. And he wrote a third of the New Testament. And he was fulfilled. Do you think, who do you think was fulfilled when they went home? The story we started with. 
the the uh, Good Samaritan story. Of the Good Samaritan. You think the the priest went home and felt good about himself? You, you think the Levite went home and felt good about himself when they left that poor man just lying on the road, beat up? Or do you think the Samaritan went home and had the abundant life that God promised us? You th- who do you think felt good about themselves? If you're depressed, if you're if you're feeling lack of fulfillment, maybe it's because you're not helping enough people. Maybe because you're not leave, giving it all to God. You're not living the life that Jesus Christ wants for you. There's many more examples. Joseph. <laughs> Joseph thrown into a pit by his brothers and sold into slavery. Man, I think most of us would have a heck of a time, you know, doing anything but just being angry for the rest of our lives. How could that happen? My own brothers, who were, of course, jealous. Typical human emotion, uh, who were jealous, and his, Joseph was his father's favorite, but threw him into a pit. He could have, he could have turned, and then God, but he stayed close to God, and so he became the head of Potiphar's official uh, of Egypt, the head of his household, and Potiphar gave him responsibility over everything in his house, gave him everything except for his wife, and of course, what happened? His wife tried to seduce him. You know, it would have been easy for Joseph to have succumbed. I mean, you know, he knew it wasn't going to be good if he kept turning down Potiphar's wife. She was going to be vengeful on him. And, you know, we don't know exactly what she looked like, but it would have been easy to succumb to the pleasures of the flesh and and, and just to do that. But no, Joseph stayed close to God, stayed close to, you know, he loved God and he followed his commandments. And so uh, Potiphar's wife made up the story about him attacking her and trying to rape her. and, And Potiphar had him thrown into prison again. Now you've been sold into slavery by your own brothers. And now you've been wrongly accused of rape and thrown into prison. And what did Joseph do? He stayed close to God. And what did he end up doing? He ended up impacting the whole world, as we read in the Bible. He ended up running Egypt <laughs> through Pharaoh. He ended up welcoming his, his family back as there was a plague across the land and taking care of them. What a wonderful story. The Bible's full of stories about people who turned adversity into work for the God, for, for the Lord. You know, I have I love this story in Acts, in the beginning of Acts in chapter 2. The, in my Bible, it's entitled The Fellowship of the Believers. And I'm going to read from Acts chapter 2. And, you know, we have to set the stage here. These folks are, are persecuted by the Jews, by people like Saul, before he was Paul. They're, they're persecuted by the Roman uh, officials. Uh, they're, you know half of what they're doing if not all of what they're doing is in hiding uh they can't be open about it and and this is what the bible tells us they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles all the believers were together and had everything in common they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily to those who were being saved. So you can follow the world. You can get mad. You can get high. You can get even. You can get angry. You can chase money. You can chase sex. You can chase all the pleasures of the world. Or you can follow God and you can add to the kingdom. You can do what he says. Again, John fourteen twenty seven. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let your, not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. 
I hope you're not afraid out there. I hope you're putting the Lord your God number one in your life. I hope that's the most important commandment in your life. And I hope you're loving your neighbor as yourself. We see those examples across our community of people helping one another. That's what the church needs to rise up and be. The church has an opportunity to have an awakening right now with all this discord. Do you see the the political violence across the world, election discourse? Do you know it even snowed in Egypt for the first time in 125 years in the last freeze? Weather's going crazy. Everything's going crazy. But that provides, that's adversity provides us an opportunity to bring people into the kingdom. That's what God wants us to do with this. The Bible tells us in these times, hearts will grow cold. You know, many people I know, and I believe this, believe the time is short, that he's coming back. That's what that chapter is about. Chapter 24 of of Matthew, Jesus talking about the destruction of the temple in the end times. You know, but the Bible also says that no man knows the time or hour. And I, I don't proclaim to know the time or hour, but I do know this. I do know that uh, 500,000 people have died in this COVID epidemic. Even if that number is exaggerated, as some believe, it's still a lot of people. (laughs) If we have it, 250,000 people, it's a lot of people. I know that I could get hit, hit by a bus on the way home. I know that people died in Texas in this great freeze. I know that the time is short for many. We've, we've got a mission, folks. We're called to dis- make disciples of all nations. We're pre- called to preach the gospel to all creation. That's what our mission is. And time is short, whether because Jesus is coming back or because people can die tomorrow. You've got an opportunity to use this adversity to help your friends, your neighbors, your loved ones to come to the Lord, to put him number one, to where they love their Lord, their God, with all their mind, their soul, their strength, and their heart. Turn these cold hearts, warm them up with the love of Jesus Christ. That's what we're called to do. You know, we go through these things for a reason, these trials and tribulations. It's in both in the book of James and in 1 Peter. So that we can test the genuineness of our faith. So that we can, so that it can be refined. You know, we walk through the darkness so that we can learn. God doesn't want us to stay in the darkness. We go through a season so we can learn, so that when we come out of that darkness, when we walk into His marvelous light, we do so with authority, and so that we can help other people through their difficulties. It's time to step up to the plate, folks. It's time to show the love of Jesus Christ in everything we do. You know, we love you here at the Transformative Power of Christ and at New Covenant Church Greater Heights. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Amen.